Thanks for joining us on the Museum Revealed podcast. This episode was recorded using Skype, so you may hear a bit of background noise, which we like to call atmosphere. We hope you enjoy this episode too, so let's get started. podcast brought to you by the Queensland Museum Network. Join me, Dr. Rob Bell, as we chat to the people that make museums so fascinating, from curators to scientists and researchers. Dive deep into conversations with these storytellers that inspire us to be curious about our past, make sense of the present, and help us consider our future. Today we're at the Workshop Rail Museum, speaking to the senior curator, Jen Hai. Uh, Jen, Tell us about this new exhibition you've got, The Might and Muscle of Queensland Transport History. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Rob. Uh, the new exhibition's quite exciting. Uh, it brings together some mighty and muscly objects uh, from Queensland's history uh, to try and help us uh, to understand uh, how some of these things came to be, our road and rail networks, uh, the machines that we used uh, to build them and uh, the people who were involved. So uh, it's kind of history that we drive on uh, every day, we, we travel on every day, and it's, it's interesting to get behind the scenes uh, on some of that history. And so what sort of period do we span, I suppose, in, in, the, in the exhibition? How far back does it go and, and how current do the things get? Sure, we, we start really at the beginning of rail history uh, in Queensland. So the 1860s when they're breaking ground, 1864, uh, for the re- beginnings of uh, a rail line in Queensland. Uh, and then we really come up to almost the present day. Uh, so it's uh, it's an effort to try and get across uh, many decades of history. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to run then through, uh, I guess, uh, manual labour, <laughs> and uh, which is is also the way many things were were powered, uh, let alone built. But uh, going through uh, steam power, petrol power, uh, and uh, yeah, exploring those various technologies. Yeah, excellent. And now I gather there's also some tractors in the exhibition. Is that right? Yeah, that's where a lot of the petrol power comes in. Uh, yep. We've we've got a great collection uh, of tractors. Uh, in Queensland Museum, which, um, you know, draws on the collective history of, of the Tees family. Um, and uh, it's it's great to be able to display four of those tractors uh, to really talk about the beginnings uh, of the Tees company uh, in Queensland. And really, uh, yeah, those, those four tractors uh, tell us a lot about uh, what that work entailed and, um, yeah, why, why machinery of ever-increasing size and power was required in Queensland. I guess getting back to the rail side of things, can you tell us a little bit about some of the, the different trains there? Um, we're talking about might and muscle, I guess. What's, what's the musliest train or the mightiest train that you've got in the, the collection or the exhibition? Yeah, well, we're lucky enough actually to have literally the mightiest steam uh, locomotive uh, ever used in Queensland. So oh, wow. uh, Queensland Rail uh, has been... Uh, very generous in loaning uh, for uh, the exhibition uh, the Bayer Garrett 
locomotive, uh, which was the largest type of locomotive ever operated, um, steam locomotive that is um, ever operated on uh, Queensland rail lines. And uh, it is quite a sizable machine. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it really does uh, literally form the centrepiece of the exhibition. We have a, a piece of rail uh, through the middle of, of that building, and uh, that's that's where we have parked the Bayer Garrett locomotive. And uh, it, it it's a very impressive site. <laughs> yeah, well, can, uh, and, can you give me an idea of the, the scale of it? How, how sort of you know sure. the way, how long, how wide, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's effectively um, the size of, of roll two and a half uh, regular steam locomotives. Um, it's uh, got an extra water tank, um, obviously to to allow it to travel further and and um, with more power. Uh, and uh, it uh, weighs 137 tons, um, so uh, we we can only move that one, <laughs> well, easily on rail. And uh, yeah, that's that's the way we did it. Oh, fantastic! Um, so. What other sorts of, so we would mention tractors, which people mightn't expect to see. Um, is most of the exhibition then sort of around trains or you've got the whole gamut of things there? Uh, it really does range across a lot. Um, as we move through the rail stories, uh, which we have uh, three uh, maintenance vehicles, which are, are fantastic examples uh, from the pumper trolley to oh, early, right. mo yes, yes. Er yeah, early, early motorised uh, uh, uh well, similar vehicles, early motorised trolleys, um, which are effectively just uh, trolleys with a motorcycle engine <laughs> attached <laughs> to them. Uh, and uh, then uh, moving into a camp wagon, uh, which was, of course, the thing pulled around um, in numerous numbers to uh, actually provide accommodation for the guys doing all of the work. Uh, the Bayer Garrett locomotive, um, they are really the focus of, of the rail stories. Uh, we have hand tools um, that accompany those. But um, on the other side of the space, uh, continuing the steam story, we do have a traction engine uh, and a road steamroller, uh, which uh, wow. sort of they were used for a lot of different projects um, across southeast Queensland um, over the years. Uh, the steamroller primarily used um, in Brisbane, actually, on, on road projects, uh, for, you know, was actually owned by Brisbane. Brisbane City Council, and uh, the traction engine uh, did a number of things in its in its fairly long life, uh, from uh, working on on roads, uh, and, but it also powered a sawmill. There's a, a lot of different stories. Um, the other piece of rail history is also a pumping engine um, that was used in Grandchester, um, which was of course one of the first uh, stations uh, in the Queensland Rail Network, um, starting as Biggs Camp um, in 1865, and um, that's a really great uh, story of not only what it meant to travel by train, um, but what it meant to actually power the locomotives, um, which is where the tractors come in very handy as well, because, uh, of course, the big part of the T story from the 1940s, late 1940s onwards, is, is all about coal mining. Uh, and uh, coal was also very important um, to the transport industry to really power uh, these large engines. So it's, it's really a bit of a full circle thing of, of talking about uh, not only the engines and the people, but uh, what powered them. Okay, that sounds amazing. Now we're going to find out even more about um, some of these, especially tractors and steam traction engines. So stick with us, we'll be back shortly. Located at Australia's oldest railway workshop still in operation, the Workshops Rail Museum is the birthplace of rail in Queensland. 
part of the Queensland Museum Network, the Workshops, as it's affectionately known, is home to more than 15 larger-than-life exhibitions, hands-on activities and interactive encounters designed for both adults and children of all ages that details more than 150 years of history of rail in Queensland. Visit us online to find out more. Welcome back to the Museum Revealed podcast. Today we're chatting with Jen High, who's the Senior Curator at the Workshop Rail Museum in Ipswich. And we're specifically talking about the Might and Muscle exhibition that you have on out there. We talked a little bit about tractors earlier, and it suddenly occurred to me that when I picture a tractor, I picture something with big tyres driving around a farm, but that's not necessarily the sort of tractors you have there. Uh, no, no. I mean, these are uh, effectively corolla tractors. Uh, some some would put them in the bulldozer category. Uh, so they do have caterpillar tracks, uh, and um, all of the uh, tractors on exhibition um, are actually caterpillar uh, manufactured. So uh, they're you know you can conjure up the the image of the yellow, <laughs> um, although only one of the four is is yellow, uh, the caterpillar yellow, and uh, they were used in agriculture, uh, but uh, also in, in road construction, uh, dam sinking, uh, lots of different purposes because they were really versatile machines that could go over pretty much any terrain. So uh, they were really, really useful tractors. Uh, these are quite early. They're 1930s. Oh, wow. uh, so um, quite quite early in the Caterpillar production line, which uh, sort of started in the mid-1920s. Uh, and that's yeah, sort of puts them in that, that category of being a little bit smaller. Uh, but they do point to that early history of the Tees Company. So that's why we uh, chose them for this exhibition. Oh, excellent. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you probably a, a hard question here. Do you have a favourite particular part of the exhibition or a favourite piece in the exhibition? Yeah, it's, it's always hard to have a favourite, uh, but uh, I am uh, I won't really tell hard. any of them that you said this. I know, <laughs> yeah. oh, we're, we're not supposed to, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I am uh, particularly drawn uh, to the the, uh, the versatile steam engines uh, in this exhibition, and particularly the the traction engine, uh, because it it um, well you know it, it has a presence uh, standing next to it. Uh, I guess I'm not particularly tall. Uh, you you would probably feel differently, but uh, to me it's it's very big and uh, it uh, has you can really sense the work. Um, that it did and the fact that it was used in so many different roles uh, over its years means that uh, it was it was a well appreciated uh, machine if if not necessarily well treated <laughs> when, it, when it came into the museum uh, in the 1980s it was actually fully restored by museum staff and volunteers and uh, it's it's great now that uh, over the past few months uh, we've we've been actually able to repaint it and uh, give it a, a good fresh look uh, so that uh, it really does look like a, a feature uh, in this exhibition. So now we've established that that is indeed your favourite. Can you describe, <laughs> I guess, a little bit about uh, what it looks like? Um, obviously, you've given us an idea of the size, but I mean, what are we looking at and, and what's it powered by? And Yeah, Yeah. so it's it's a, a steam engine, uh, so it has a, a large boiler um, front and, and centre, I suppose you'd say. Uh, it has uh, large back wheels um, and uh, smaller front wheels, uh, so it's um, able to go over some some pretty heavy terrain. They're, it's, they're steel uh, wheels, or they are steel wheels, very very heavy steel wheels. It has a, a big uh, flywheel um, on the one side, so the idea of these traction engines was they could travel over distances and pull loads of things, uh, but they didn't move at great speed. 
their main use was for traveling from place to place and actually powering different engines and different pieces oh. of machinery. So the flywheel, there was a belt that went from the flywheel of the traction engine onto the flywheel um, of, of other engines. Yeah, uh, it might uh, have, yeah, been. Yeah, it, it actually provided the power. So um, this traction engine is, is uh, six nominal horsepower, uh, which was the the power volume uh, determined <laughs> when steam uh, engines took over from horses and uh, so that's that's basically about the equivalent of uh, you would have had about six horses doing the same amount of work uh, for pulling or, or um, yeah operating machinery. So yeah it was effectively a, a portable power pants so if someone would have a sawmill or have whatever they need they needed to power this thing um, yeah exactly yeah would drive along hook up to it and then away it would go yeah they were used for all sorts of things um, including uh, shearing plants uh, oh, that, that yeah. kind of thing so basically anything anything that you needed to power these were these were ideal and uh, a lot of traction engines were actually used uh, as traveling engines uh, so they would go from property to property from workplace to workplace on, on seasonal uh, kind of work so uh, chaff yeah. cutting operations, that kind of thing. So they would actually pull machinery and, and um, caravans and all sorts of things um, along the road. But uh, they're definitely not known for their speed <laughs> in, in uh, moving along, but uh, they certainly got the job done when they got there. Now, I'm guessing the reason for that then is because it was quite expensive to build and own an engine like this. So not every farm or woolshed would have their own. They would bring this one in when it was needed and then it would go off to its next job. Is that sort of the idea? Yeah, that's right. It was certainly a sizable investment, uh, and there is a, a lot in terms of maintenance uh, and operation uh, in in one of these machines. Uh, so yeah, they they certainly weren't available to everyone. I mean, um, definitely people were still using horsepower well after the Second World War uh, in Queensland and and other places in Australia. So uh, yeah, it, it wasn't necessarily um, the only answer, but in terms of uh, being able to do the job, probably with fewer people, <laughs> um, it it was ideal um, for a lot of uh, different operations and um, it's certainly in some ways a little bit more reliable for some people but uh, in terms of powering it of course you needed the coal or the wood um, depending on what type of engine you had and uh, you also needed a lot of water uh, to keep keep them going. Now I'm going to ask you what's probably going to be our last question but uh, not your favourite this time but rather the oddest thing in the might and muscle exhibition well according to you again at least. Yeah or not I mean it's it's still I think it's still a favourite in many ways, but I guess the oddest thing uh, that we have, a little bit out of place in a way, uh, is actually uh, one of the crawler tractors uh, because the collection came to us uh, through Bert Teese, who was one of the Teese brothers. He was an avid collector of tractors, and uh, in particular those sort of 1930s, 40s varieties that he himself worked on. And uh, he decided uh, to buy a few from the United States. We have some emails and various things uh, of him trading uh, comments with other collectors <laughs> and uh, this one is out of place especially in Queensland because it actually has snow tracks uh, on it <laughs> uh, so it was actually purchased from uh, a gentleman in Connecticut 
uh, so <laughs> where he used to use it for cutting uh, firewood, uh, amongst other things. So uh, it's it's still, you know, the type of tractor that would have been used uh, in Australia, but it, just because it has the snow tracks on it, uh, it just it makes me laugh. Yeah, just, uh, just being, slightly being out of place in Queensland. <laughs> just, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is fascinating. Look, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Jen. And everyone, you can check out the Mountain Muscle exhibition at the Workshop Rail Museum. It's on there right now. Uh, and thanks for joining us on the Museum reveal podcast what did you uncover uncover this episode are you interested in learning more well follow the queensland museum on social media at qld museum or head to the website qm.qld.gov.au and while you're there sign up for the e-news list so you can stay up to date on everything uh, don't forget there are show notes to go along with this podcast so you can do a little bit more research by yourself and until next time stay curious